This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We're here with Raj Sivakumar, who is head of travel technology and strategy at WNS Global Services, and Peter Fader, Wharton marketing professor and most recently co-director of the Wharton Customer Analytics Initiative. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. So we're going to talk about hotels and online travel agencies. And first of all, can you tell me what travel agencies, both traditional and online, are doing now in analytics to understand their customers better? And what business opportunities does this represent? Yeah, thanks, Deborah. Um, travel agencies and the large intermediaries such as OTAs are becoming increasingly savvy at applying customer analytics you know, um, you know, to enhance their own, own business as well as enhance the customer experience. Um, just to give you an example, you know, they, you know, first of all, everything starts with the data collection, right? And they're getting increasingly good at, you know, knowing the customer, knowing the customer's profile, okay, where they're booking from, and certainly, you know, the advances, you know, uh, in, the, in, the, in the geolocations and such is helping the process, right? And the data collection is becoming richer and richer. And because of the nature of the booking process, okay, they're also able to collect uh, traditionally, we used to call it keystrokes. Now these are clicks. They're able to collect how far did the customer progress, you know, in their booking process, you know, before they walked away. You know, did they just look for something? Did they go all the way up to the payment screen and then they walked away? So you have all this rich data about customers and how far they went in their booking process. And thirdly, the OTAs and the travel agents have an advantage that even the airlines don't. And that is they're able to understand the entire ecosystem of customers' travel. So as an example, if you go to a large OTA nowadays, you can either just book a flight or book a flight in a hotel, book a flight or hotel in the car rental, et cetera. So they have this rich array of information from the customer on what class of customers would rather just travel and what caused them to book a hotel, what caused them to book a car rental, or any combination of that, right? So there's, again, the data collection you know, is getting better and better and better. And they're starting to use that data to target customers with specific offers. I would say, in a way, the, the large agents have taken a leaf out of the airline, you know, who have traditionally been very, very good at analyzing the customer data, and they're really taking it to the next level because they're able to, and two, they're able to start investing in that. So what they're doing is, you know, and all of us have seen this, you know, uh, with the large OTAs in particular, we get offers, okay? And we get offers, hey, do this, and you, know, you get this for free, whatever the case may be. And they're getting better at that. They're getting better analyzing the data. They're, better, they're getting better at target offerings for the customers. And that's fantastic. They're so smart. It's, it's amazing. It's not just out there getting more data. It's not just capturing every click. But it's really understanding what it means. It's really understanding almost inside the consumer's head the process that they're following. So it's not just you know, how many clicks until they book or they leave. But it's understanding for which kinds of customers do we want to sort, say, the different hotel options on the basis of price or on the basis of stars or on the basis of social recommendations. So, so after you've made a few bookings or just even just visits to the site, we know how to serve up the information for you and other customers like you. So we know 
how many results we should be showing. Some people get overwhelmed if they see more than five. Other people would like to see more options. We know which sort order to use. We know which filters to have on the left side. So the idea of, of customizing the experience, and not just the, the overall you know, uh, uh, travel experience itself, but the experience that leads to the travel, I think has been one area where the OTAs have been uh, way out there on the leading edge. And it's been great to see, among other things, the way that they've embraced a lot of academic work in order to run experiments and do the right kinds of, of, of data optimization and so on uh, to become uh, smarter about it. I think the, the best is yet to come. What are some best practices that OTAs need to follow, in your opinion? Um, just to pick up on what uh, what Peter said, I think the, the OTAs have an incredible opportunity to understand the unconstrained customer behavior. Okay, So it's not only, you know, when you look at the airline, for example, all the airline gets to see is sort of the flown pattern, if I can say that. Okay, But what, what the OTAs get to see is what led the customer to make a decision whether to book or not to book. Okay? And with that opportunity also, you know, comes a responsibility, you know, on, on, the, on the part of the OTAs on how do they maximize, and for their own, you know, for their own good, as well as for the customer's benefit, how do they maximize the value that they provide to the customer in terms of targeting the customer, you know, with the right offer, okay, offering the customer the right value, okay, and perhaps even partnering with the airline Okay, in terms of you know what is it that the airline could be doing, or what is it that the other players in the ecosystem could be doing, in terms of positioning their product to enhance the experience for the customer, and this is really advanced, and you know, clearly we're not there yet. Okay, but you know, and unfortunately, in a, in a lot of instances, there's a bit of an adversarial relationship, you know, between the different players in the ecosystem. But given that the OTAs are really the fulcrum, where they're they're able to get the vantage view of a customer from you know, the multiple components of the travel ecosystem, they truly have an opportunity to put all these pieces together okay, and be a leader you know, when it comes to understanding the customer and prescribing to the other players in the ecosystem on what could be done to increase the value for everybody. I just want to add one word to what Raj said, and that's experimentation. Uh, the, the OTAs, uh, on one hand, is a problem. They're facing so many different sources of variability, so many different options uh, that, that, that a customer might want to see, but that creates an opportunity. So let's go out there and, and vary different offers. Let's go out there and vary the look and feel of the website. Let's go out there and vary, as I said a moment ago, the way that we sort the different options that are made available to the customer. Let's do this in a systematic way. Let's have control groups. Let's, let's not only run this experiment today, but let's think about, based on the result of this experiment, what experiment are we going to run next? So we see a lot of leading edge work there in order to really embrace all of that variability. And as Raj said, to not only do a better job for themselves, but then become even more of a thought leader throughout the entire ecosystem to pass some of that knowledge uh, to some of the partners that they work with. So travelers like to compare prices online, but when, when it comes to actually booking something, they tend to go with the companies where they have loyalty programs. So what can OTAs do to enhance their customer bookings? This has been uh, one of the most fascinating and one of the most well-cited papers that I've ever written. A paper that I wrote, oh goodness, 15 years ago when all of this was just starting, when the whole internet thing was just taking shape and we were throwing around words like hyper-competition, frictionless commerce, disintermediation, and we figured that by, say, 
2016, 2017, everyone would be pricing at cost. But that's not the case. One of the things that we observed, just as you queued it up in the question, Deb, is that there's, there's much less search going on than there should be. If people were rational, if markets were efficient, then, then customers would be searching every possible option to find the best price. But we find out that there's a lot more stickiness in the system. And here's the question. Why do we have that stickiness? Is it because the loyalty programs exist? Is it because of true loyalty that, that a lot of customers feel that they, they just can't abandon certain uh, OTAs or, or travel providers? Um, is it laziness? Uh, so, so there's a lot of different reasons why. Uh, and, and that's part of the research that I do, is to try to sort out in which cases, is it true loyalty, or is it that you feel held hostage because you've accumulated so many points and you better stay there, um, or is it in some cases just laziness, and I found an offer, it's good enough, I'm moving on. So to understand those sources of stickiness uh, and, and how it's going to vary from different kinds of customers, and then very importantly, how it is that companies can both create it and leverage it to understand that the people aren't going to search so broadly, so maybe we don't have to compete on price. Maybe we can compete more on service and selection and quality and convenience. That price is, as Raj likes to say all the time, just a trade-off attribute. It's not even necessarily the number one attribute. And so in, in, in a weird way, if we can be a true trusted advisor to the customer, then, then, then search is a bad thing. We want them to search less. We want them to know that they're going to get a pretty good deal, not just on this trip, but we're going to surround, surround them with a variety of other products and services. So search is just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg about all of this stuff that we call customer centricity. And some of the strange, uh, surprising results that we've seen uh, for it, I think, shows the power of loyalty and customer centricity. And just to add to what Peter said, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the customers are going to go through each step of their transaction where they see the value. You know, clearly they, they come to the OTAs, you know, because they see the value in shopping. And they go to the, you know, they take the effort of going to an airline website, okay, to make the booking because they see some value, you know, in, in doing that part of the transaction despite the additional effort that is involved. OTAs have an opportunity, you know, to create value. You know, they have an opportunity, you know, and like I said before, they are at the fulcrum where these different components of the e travel ecosystem come together, okay? And it is incumbent upon the OTAs to find out how to make sure, okay, that the value is generated all the way through the, the transaction and not just for the search purposes. And also, you know, the, the act of moving towards an airline for booking, you know, is geographic, okay? You know, um, uh, the, a lot of this happens in North America, okay? But whereas, in, you know, when you look at Asia and certainly uh, Europe, Okay, the transaction is completed on the OTA itself. Okay, and it goes back to understanding the customer. Okay, and at the end of the day, you know the customer. Why is the customer in North America going to an airline to complete the transaction? Why is the customer in Asia and Europe perhaps staying with an OTA? So the data is available. Okay, it's up to the you know the right people to do the right kind of analysis to answer that question. So hotel chains would like to maximize their marketing return on investment through analytics. So how can they use analytics to manage loyalty tiers more effectively? Well, for me, it, it starts with customer lifetime value. That in, in the old days, before we had the kind of data, before we had the analytical capabilities, it was, here's a guest, let's just figure out what's the right thing for the guest. Uh, and there were, again, faceless, nameless, undifferentiated entities. But today, uh, based on, on collecting good data, on having really good CRM systems and the ability to draw insight from it, we can understand 
who are the customers who not only have been really valuable to us, but based on, on using analytics like customer lifetime value, we can project how much more value they have in them. And we can start to treat them a little bit differently, maybe have a little bit different line for check-in, put them on a different floor, give them different kinds of services, or maybe even be a touch more responsive for them than we'd be for other cu customers. There's a lot of industries that have been kind of hesitant to do that. They didn't believe that they could really see the difference across, uh, across customers, and they also thought that it would be both uh, too difficult, too expensive, there'd be too much of a backlash if they treated different customers differently. We're starting to see hotels really starting to embrace these ideas quite well and to recognize that there, there really are different tiers of customers, not on the basis of demographics, but on the basis of, of genuine value. And so to, to embrace that more and more and to really build the business around those differences across the customers, I think is the real path to the future, and they're off to a good start. And uh, the, the hotel loyalty programs have it have a, actually even higher possibility you know, for success than an airline loyalty programs, if you think about it, for a couple of different reasons. Because of the nature of the business, the hotels have an opportunity to create even more of an emotional bond you know, with the customer, as opposed to just an airline, you know, because the only thing that happens in an airline is you, know, you sit in the seat and go from point A to point B. Secondly, the, the hotels, unlike the airlines, they have multiple brands. Okay? So depending on the travel needs of the customer, they're able to say, you know, you know, we can target you with specific offers on the specific brand, you know, for a specific location. Okay? The opportunity is there. And, you know, the, the concept behind the loyalty program is the same everywhere. It increases the stickiness, and it also gives you a higher share of the wallet. And, you know, so if the hotels can tap this right, they have an incredibly rich possibility, you know, of leveraging even more out of the loyalty programs than what the airlines do. And they're starting to do that, long way to go, but the opportunity is clearly there. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.